a lot of situations will bring people together just to tear them apart. So <laughs> it's, it's a con- it's a conduit for destruction. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. We here, baby! I don't know what I'm trying to do with that, but you're here. We're excited to have you. We got a crazy episode for you today. We say that about every episode because it's true. Nothing but craziness here, but we mean it this time. We got two of our absolute favorite games of all time for the PlayStation, but also of all time, but... PlayStation exclusive Uncharted 4 Horizon Zero Dawn. That's just my matchup alone. Then Oliver has two absolute bangers, Halo 2 and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Not to mention, we talk about some scandalous news media reporting in our tech news this week. You don't want to miss it. Grab a coffee, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Mo Video Games Podcast. That's all I gotta say. Thanks for listening to the movie Video Games Podcast. Josie! So, what's uh, going on, Maxwell? Oh, living the dream. Eating mm. some coffee. Spleen. Drinking, nice. cr- drinking some food. What kind of coffee are you drinking oh. there? That's what we like to call in the business, dirty chai. Ooh, what's that? Well, for those in the business. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else. And no one else. I, what business? I have no idea. Um, the business, bro. The. What are you talking about? Ohio State University. Um, mm. It is chai tea latte with a shot of espresso or, or a double shot. I don't know. But it's espresso and chai tea. It's, it's got to be a W shot. It's 16 ounces. You're W shotting. Yeah, I yeah, it's at least sixteen ounces. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a that's definitely not a twenty ounce for sure. But yeah, it's big. It's it's a big girl. We like dubby shots in the game. Yeah, I almost added an additional shot. You know, it's one of those one of those mornings. You just, when you flex, you gotta flex. But I didn't. Because you're responsible. But exactly. But no, it's it's quite delicious. It's from a place called Chateau de Chantilly. Ooh. Um, yeah. It actually is almost as fancy as it sounds. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Um But yeah, they have they're like they I think they're like a bakery first and then also do the coffee stuff. But they do some fancy it's that one I think I talked about a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, where they had like a butterscotch type they had like almost like butterfinger candy inside it i think you mentioned that yeah i think it sounded fire yeah it was like the chateau chateau achino or something it was chateau achino it it was it was a ridiculous name like that but it was it was pretty great pretty great um what's new with you bro uh you know (sighs) nothing is that an acceptable answer? Because <laughs> that, it's true. <laughs> that, that that is acceptable. We'll we'll buy one of those. Um, I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Ooh, I don't know why I'm so yachty, but I'm drinking Dunkin's coffee. <laughs> exactly. Or there's just no caffeine in Dunkin'. 
That's probably it. Why uh what what kind of what kind of Dunkin' you drinking? We got their original blend du Haas and we got their uh what they call in the business a dark roast. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, uh I think it's just called dark roast too. It they it was like uh like six bucks a pound or something, super cheap. Oh wow. Like normally I can't get Starbucks. If I'm gonna get like a pound of Starbucks, I'm probably gonna. I'm expecting to pay like you know ten to twelve dollars ish, depending on where. So, so yeah, we were at Dunkin'. We saw that we already needed coffee. We're like, okay, well, it's already cheapest. Like that's like Folgers price essentially for Dunkin', which I guess is the quality much different. Who knows, you know? <laughs> but that was a burn on Dunkin'. Or was it a compliment to Folgers? Folgers is actually fire for the price. Like as a product, I I do I do subscribe to some Folgers. So <laughs> I just I don't know the last time I had Folgers. The problem is I don't really do drip coffee. Um, I but I've yeah. been doing it for pour overs, which is definitely not normal. <laughs> but you can put a lot of coffee in your pour over, so it's pretty great. If you're if you're not drinking Maxwell House though, are you really drinking coffee? Oh my god. The only time I had Maxwell House is when I had Maxwell House's instant coffee and that was horrible. I like so I had had some of Starbucks instant beverages and I was like, "Oh, you know, I mean, they're not the best, but like they're good enough." You know, I'll I'll drink I'll drink it happily and not not complain. So I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck the process of making coffee. <laughs> if instant coffee is good enough, then let me just fucking instant coffee it. And so I got this, you know, thing in Maxwell House. To be fair, it probably been sitting on a shelf for literally like a decade at that point. So, you know, maybe it somehow had gone bad. I don't know how dried instant coffee goes bad. But either way, it was the worst tasting coffee I've ever had in my fucking life. I didn't even finish it. I almost always finish my shit. But I'm pretty sure I like only got I got like three quarters of the way through and I was like, this isn't worth it anymore. Well the um, battle uphill is too too great. <laughs> too too steep. So I haven't had uh you know the normal product line of your house yet, but Yeah on I, behalf of my people I I sincerely apologize. <laughs> it's okay i'm not pissed i'm just disappointed i mean to be fair i don't drink maxwell house so um i don't know I'm, anyone that does drink maxwell house i just I'm, know what some people do right it's in business <laughs> or maybe not maybe that's why i was sitting on the shelf for so long you're the first customer um speaking of not finishing <laughs> um we got Trader Joe's. They have this uh, cereal that is it's supposed to be like Reese's, but it, it was made with alm- almond butter, and then it was like a rice and quinoa base for the actual cereal. Um, so I think hmm. it's gluten-free, and then I guess maybe organic or healthy. I, I don't know. Some, But we're like, okay, we'll give it a try. First of all, the box is that big. The bag inside is about that big. So first of all, rip off right there. Second of all, I could not, I took, I I tried so hard. I was like, I need to finish this. I let it soak in the milk for like 30 minutes and it was still the consistency of chewing on brittle cardboard. 
and it tasted like brittle cardboard. And the milk was there. It supposedly coated in like cocoa powder and powdered sugar. Yet the milk was perfectly white after 30 minutes and tasted like normal milk. Um, so Dude, you got the defunct cereal. You got defunct cereal. It was it was real bad. I did not finish the bowl. And uh, that, that cereal is gone from this house. Although really there was like two servings in their total. So it wasn't like we wasted that much, but. I have been smashing on their, what do you want to call it? The squares of golden graham crispiness. Golden grams? No, not golden graham. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There we go. Oh, golden grams is also a cereal. (laughs) It is, but it's not the one. I've been eating T. Joe's knockoff. uh, What did I just say? I already forgot. (laughs) Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm I'm stressing so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. The shit's pretty fire. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I I have been slowly getting on the T. Joe's, you know, fan house, if you will. It's really not that much more expensive, especially after having to go to Safeway, which knocks everything up $80 for no reason. So it's true. Just so that you can have the membership card that you don't even have to sign up for so that you can get (laughs) fucking normal, normal ish prices. But either way. Yeah. So. That shit's actually pretty fire. I'm always expecting T. Joe's stuff to be like not necessarily sweet, you know, maybe a little more muted, maybe a little more, yeah, seemingly health focused. They're cinnamony, toasty, crunchy, runchy. Do not fuck around. <laughs> Let, me, <laughs> Let me tell you. That's great to hear. I'm glad that they they haven't completely ruined the the cereal game. And yeah, T. they Joe's. have one good cereal. We that's all we know, but they have one good cereal. And maybe we got a defunct box or something, but I'll have I'll try it out. I you just gotta let me know what it is. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Okay. It's it's like almond butter, like peanut butter. It's it's kind of like a Reese's, but it's (laughs) almond butter. It looks like the Reese's puffs, like little spheres. But their beer is also super cheap. You can get like a at least here you can get like a twelve pack of their simpler times lager. For like seven bucks. It's like the price of like bush light. <laughs> for not bush light, most importantly. <laughs> right. Hey, don't don't be hating. See, I think that's cheaper than bush light. I don't think you can actually get beer prices seemingly have gone up in the last three years. That's all I gotta say. I don't know if there's been a national pandemic or something like that. Or an international pandemic. Maybe that's been causing it. Who knows? I don't know but it could be i mean also eventually like with inflation like natural inflation prices would eventually rise right like yeah but why am i why am i the the consumer getting hit you know my salary's only gone downhill in the last two years (laughs) so (laughs) quite a bit too capitalism man it's always capitalism's fault it'll get you every time every time oh my god you think you're making money and then bam you're not capitalism <laughs> thanks obama yeah what are you doing uh, um yeah so tech news tech news i do got some this week let me tell you hell yeah can can i tell you hell yeah hell yeah all right so last week we talked about dying light and we're oh. like 
Dying Light 2. It's not coming out. So, Dying Light 2 was originally supposed to come out spring of 2020. Um, something happened. Can we check the date the real fast? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's spring of 2021. Yeah, they 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 misjudged that one. But they it's been delayed for a long time, but they essentially haven't released any updates. And it sounds like that was kind of intentional because especially with what we saw happen with Cyberpunk. Like you keep if you say things too early on and you can't deliver on those things or those things changes, um it's it's not a good look. But the it's still listed as a 2021 release. And they, the developers have said that they've used the extra time. They're really like apparently getting really good at refining and, and getting a, a really solid game. But the problem is it's a huge, huge game. So the map size alone, they say, is going to be approximately four times the size of Dying Light's map. Jesus? Yeah. And in addition to that, they're doing a a system where the environment is based on your decisions. So it, you, you make one decision at a certain point in the game and one faction ends up taking over. And so they're creating infrastructure that benefits them. Or if the other faction takes over, then the, the infrastructure is benefiting them. And, and they, they talked about this in some of their early trailers about how it's going to have kind of that branching story. But you can imagine the scope and scale of that especially across a huge map and now that games have been kind of doing the branching story for so long now the expectation is that you have more complexity um because until dawn was kind of like just a little little baby butterfly effect it was essentially does this character die or not was the ultimate consequence but then detroit become human comes along and that one was a pretty substantial uh, butterfly effect where increase yeah yeah and so now that's kind of like the expectation is like you, you don't want to go backwards if you're adding that kind of mechanic do it as well or better than what's currently out there otherwise why why implement it at all like is i think kind of the trope they're falling into i think there's probably certain circumstances where it would make sense to have a scaled back version you don't obviously always have to have a huge branching storyline if that's what you're doing but but yeah, so Dying Light 2, long story short, still listed for 2021. Who knows? Uh, my next tech news will tell you to not get your hopes up. Um, and But big map, big fun. Zambies. Yeah. So that, that's, that's pretty yeah. hype. My second one, Deathloop, which is a game I'm actually pretty excited for. It's a PS5 timed exclusive. Uh, it's funny because it's a Bethesda game, which Microsoft now owns, uh, but the Sony had already made the deal with Bethesda to get the timed exclusivity of Deathloop. So Bethesda, a Microsoft company, is going to be a timed exclusive on the PS5. It's fun. It's crazy. The gaming industry, hallelujah. But it's delayed. It was supposed to come out pretty soon i don't remember exactly when it was but delayed to september um i think it was already delayed once or twice and that's just the new reality i think both of games in general and then also as all the companies are trying to understand how to develop in a pandemic when it's much harder to collaborate with people when you're all working in the same environment um i i i obviously have never been a game developer so i don't know but i mean you can just imagine the challenges that that would 
put forward. And like we've discussed before, if you're a company and you're delaying things, COVID is the easy answer. Nobody is going to question you. They're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, good point. So COVID. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit of time. COVID. COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID. Can I do that at work? <laughs> is this is it that easy? It, hey, it is. Uh, my project is a couple of weeks late. COVID. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Deathloop should should be pretty interesting. I still don't fully know what it's going to be about. It seems. I mean, you play as a character. And that's the game. Uh, that's the game, baby. But first person shooter kind of looks almost in the style of. Oh, what's the name of those games? Dishonored. That's what I was looking for. Um, Dishonored, Bioshock, uh, like that kind of stuff is kind of what it looks like almost. But you, you're you're on this island, and every time you die or something happens, you kind of like restart the day. And you, the goal is to try and kill all of these certain targets that I think are like either trapping you in this time loop or something like that. I don't know, but you have to do it efficiently and in a, in a certain amount of time, all that kind of stuff. And there's also this one other main assassin who's trying to kill you the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's a very interesting premise and the gameplay looks like a lot of fun. So, I, so I have high hope there, but I I don't know like the 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 looping it, the the looping I hope adds some something to the game. I hope it's not just there for the sake of looping because I think that could get old pretty quick. But if there's either a consequence or a benefit that you get tangibly from the loop, I think that could be pretty cool. But I don't know. Do you know that Dishonored was published by Bethesda? I I figured as much. I did not. You know, I, I didn't know fact. that off the top of the dome. <laughs> Fun fact. Makes sense why they're uh why I think they're similar. Yeah. Wait, why? The the, the gameplay looked similar to me. Like it, it looked oh, like I was joking. Gameplay. I was joking. I was oh. joking. I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I also okay. haven't finished my coffee, so <laughs> I need a second cup of coffee, but you know, that's gonna have to wait. Yeah, if you want the same level of Starbucks caffeine, you're gonna need three cups of coffee. Honestly. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, definitely looks good though. I saw you showed me some gameplay a while ago. It, I mean, it did look pretty hilapio papio, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, so yeah. Uh, you know what else is slated for a 2020 release? 2021, yeah, 2021. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, right? It sure is. Do you know what else is slated for 2021 release? Uh, the pushback of the release date of God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, probably. Uh, but Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, yes, yes. Also going to be pushback. Yeah, although that one, they're they're they seem to be doubling down on a late 2021 release. Um, like they they seem to have a relative level of confidence that that one is going to be. However, God of War, we've heard essentially nothing on. And Corey Barlog, as we said before, the game director has essentially said, when it's ready, like, chill out, people. So that, that makes me think that's getting pushed back for sure. I also think Verizon probably will, but it's definitely, of all of the games, it's the one I'm most confident about coming out in 2021, even if that's like a 5% level of confidence. But Sure. 
but it's greater than the zero percent confidence I have for any other game. So, Halo Infinite scheduled to release twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm pretty pumped for that. I think that's going to be pretty great. I know there was a lot of like people were not happy with the initial gameplay trailer they showed when it was supposed to be a launch title for the series consoles, but uh, it I mean it. Uh, it sounds like they're fixing a lot of that and they've they've shown i think they've shown some new footage or maybe someone leaked some new footage but a new next gen halo game supposedly open world i think maybe at least a little bit sounds yeah that'd be crazy hype. yeah pretty that would hype. be pretty crazy or at least like if they do kind of like what uncharted and like the last of us have done recently where it's like it's a linear progression but then there are parts of the map where it opens up into an open world and you have lots of options to explore and go see um I, i'm okay with that like that that helps give the story like a, i think a, a driving force but at the same time giving you the freedom it's kind of a little bit yeah. of the best of both worlds but uh, apparently from halo's twitter account do halos for everyone we can confirm hashtag Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 FPS on Xbox Series X. More details to be shared later. I mean, that's pretty dope. That is very not Microsoft to offer free multiplayer, so I don't think I believe this. <laughs> I think they're... I mean, they're... One. I you're joking. <laughs> I think they're trying to make up for the fact that they tried to double the price of Xbox Live Gold and that backfired real quick. And then and they, they backtracked and said, ha, JK, we're just kidding. Just uh, April Fools, except like five months early. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, also, I mean, they're, Microsoft and Sony are just so divergent right now in their business models. And it's also driven by, I think, necessity too. Like Microsoft is a huge freaking company sony is not so microsoft can go out and they can afford to do game pass and offer all these games on subscription and they can afford to go make an almost eight billion dollar acquisition of bethesda and do all these things sony can't afford to do that um they don't have that kind of capital lying around so microsoft trying to be the uh, like hey like sony's the big blockbuster like exclusives you come here because you want these games that's why you play on playstation and xbox is like hey we may not have those types of games but we have literally everything else (laughs) and and come over here and play that and it's it's very interesting it'd be really interesting if they decided to go free to play everywhere that would be a little spicy meatball wouldn't it I mean, with Game Pass, I mean, goal like Xbox Live, whatever is kind of included in that. So it pretty much is an all inclusive package where you you pay for it and then you're you get the games, you get the online. All that. But that's not free because you're paying. I I mean, yeah, but it's kind of by my definition of free. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, (laughs) but maybe if, if enough people get on Game Pass, maybe they could afford to have it free for everyone else. Mm. But then all those people just quit Game Pass. But Game Pass gives you all the games cost. and all the other things. Like I, I don't think people are doing Game Pass for playing on Oh, I am. 
So like, there's already one, like, one sample size one, sample size me. Uh, liar. <laughs> I suppose though. I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. But but maybe I I, I have no idea. It's I, I could certainly see that happening too. Um, that's a uh, that's that's for the smart business people to decide, not me. But. Are you good? Are you going to be a master of business pretty soon here? Well, will be being the keyword this future. <laughs> That's not now, baby. Um, but th- so that nicely ties into my last bit of tech news. So, ooh, Bloomberg we have a third piece. Uh, just released an article that everyone in the gaming industry is talking about right now. This everyone, everyone. Um, Jason Schreier, I think his name is, or something. Some game dev. <laughs> person whatever basically like wrote this whole thing about how much sony hates indie people and all they're doing is supporting the big blockbuster games and they're not taking any risks um and the article is you go ahead but yeah oh i was just saying that's true continue okay oh interesting why do you say that Oh, I'm joking. I feel like the okay. <laughs> assumption from the, from the outside has always been that Sony's been pretty good with their indie devs and pretty respectful with their indie titles. Like, I feel like that's like even what they've been known about, especially like PS4. They're like, oh, there's so many fucking good indie games for the PlayStation. So, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of people who disagree because they're developing for it or did develop for it, you know, but... And but maybe I'll, maybe they were getting harassed the whole time, and they were like, "This is the last time we'll ever develop for Sony." <laughs> I uh, so I'll, I'll link the the story on our YouTube. Um, so if you listen to the podcast, head over to YouTube. If, um, check the the links in the description, and you'll you'll get you'll see the article. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it, man. You'll get um, it, bro. Or you can just search like Bloomberg. Sony PS Five something along those lines. You'll Scandal. probably find it. Scandal. Um. But yeah, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, obviously all the news outlets are running like super crazy headlines because they, they want the clicks and they want people to talk about it. But in reality, what I took away from the article was essentially someone describing how game development works (laughs) and using that to say, Ooh, Sony bad essentially. So, So some of the highlights were Sony has this like visual arts group that is a team of developers that are hired onto their larger projects to help finish and polish. Um, so it's like a Sony resource that they use to give to, to other developers to help f- finish up the, the games. And then some of the, the developers on that team wanted to develop their own titles. And so they, they kind of tried to do that, but then through like Sony making decisions and pitches and stuff like that, it kind of ended up that they were kind of back to being the the helpers and not the lead developers on a title, um, which I think can just happen naturally through like, th- th- this is one instance. And if, if you don't actually have good IP or don't think that you're capable or it'd be too high a risk for Sony, I think that makes perfect sense why, why they wouldn't. But that, that's beside the point. Everyone can make their own judgments based on that. Read the article. Let me know what you think. Uh, but the other big news in it was one that Days Gone 2 was reportedly that pitch was rejected by Sony. Um, oh, which which made me sad because I, I love Days Gone. It's, it's a great game. Um, but as a result, Ben Studio is now working on new IP. 
So that kind of counteracts the whole argument of like Sony is all about like the the safe blockbusters that they have now and not about investing. They literally rejected a known entity they have and now Ben Studios working on new IP. So so that's that's one thing. The other thing was that at one point at least um Naughty Dog was working on an uncharted like project. Um uh, like a new one that that we haven't seen right now. Um, and that, that may have been canceled, but we also don't know like when they're talking about too. like, maybe they were talking about way back when they were doing the lost legacy or something like that. There's a lot of like really vague terminology. There's no timelines as to when any of this was. And this is all like one person's opinion. And most importantly, this is an opinion piece. So keep that in mind when you're reading it. This is not like some like objective journalist writing about this. This is someone's opinion piece, effectively. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. If that is true, that there was an Uncharted project that may or may not have been canceled, that'd be kind of disappointing. I would love to see more in the Uncharted universe. But again, if it was canceled, I mean, they, there's a lot of Uncharted. They should be working on new stuff. So like big freaking whoop de doo um, it, it's like they, they wanted both to happen. It's either you think Sony only works on tried and true, in which case they wouldn't have canceled the Uncharted project and rejected Days Gone 2, or or it's the other way around. I don't know. There's a lot of conflicting information. It's interesting. Um, go go check it out. But it kind of... I'm, I'm kind of upset that the gaming industry and the media... Here I go just slamming the media. But the gaming media specifically, all the headlines I see are like big attention grabbers like, oh, Sony canceled blah, blah, blah project and blah, blah, blah project and murmur, murmur. And it's like, well, yeah, that shit happens all the time in the gaming industry. Like budgets are a thing if you don't have an exciting, like just because you think Days Gone was a good game doesn't mean that the Days Gone 2 idea was a good idea. Like Sony might have been like, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Next, please. Um and same with Uncharted, so I don't know. It's interesting. Got me riled up. That's all. Also, it doesn't mean that Days Gone was good. Oh, whoa, whoa! Potential I mean, roast, potential <laughs> fire. It's. I mean, it it did get critically mixed reception uh, upon release. So that's also maybe why Sony was like, "Oh, Days Gone too." Like, why? Why we would can't we deal with another that? mixed reception? We can't. We're just not going to survive that that uh, economic turbulence. But in what one final thing, Sony, as far as like non blockbuster things, they had Destruction All Stars come out. They had Bug Snacks. They have Returnal, um, a Housemark game that actually looks pretty cool. That's a brand new IP. Um, they, this Odd World like universe thing that that they're coming out with like all these weird like and they're releasing them as playstation plus games which is really cool because then you get a lot of people um to download it right away and you kind of build that critical mass of people who are playing the game and get excited about it and you get a lot of good data and feedback but i don't know i so far i'm kind of upset at the lack of like big blockbuster exclusives for the ps5 so far because they have all these indie games and stuff that are coming out and that they've been promoting and so I don't know. The, it's the because articles. no one can finish a game. It's 2021. It's not 2011. <laughs> it's <laughs> Can't very just true. shit out a game in a year anymore. It's, it's very true. Um, but yeah, the, the article confused me. I didn't really understand the point other than it seemed like someone who was kind of salty with Sony just like trying to rip them a new one. Seems and like they just drama. needed to write an article. Yeah. 
Seems like they had a quota for the week and we're like, all right, I guess this is the best I get. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, read read the article. It'll be linked in, in the YouTube description. Let me know. Let us know what you think. Like if, if you have any know. thoughts. Yeah, only me. Don't tell Oliver. I don't want to know. Um, I don't want to fucking know. But yeah, that's... That's tech that. news. Also, dude, no one can get a PS5. So, I mean, if no one has it, why do you need the release? <laughs> Exclusives for a console that no one can get. That's true. Uh, another fun fact, the PS5 has outsold the PS Vita and Nintendo Wii U in the UK already. Ooh. Which is not saying much because those are two very niche consoles. Um, well, one of them's even handheld, but... Very niche. But hey, it's and the PS5 Wii U is, is like, what? But that's dope. Either way, that's dope. Yeah, we we you we we don't we won't go there. We, we don't Once I get my here. hands on a PS5, man, my life is gonna be different. Let me tell you, it's gonna change you. I gotta say, it's God of War 60 FPS is pretty. It's gonna change me. That that's the that's the low key like reason right now to buy a PS5 is to play all of the really good PS4 games. At 60 frames per second. What's the high key reason then? Um, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I mean, it's hard to get your hands on one right now anyway. So the good news is there's not a lot of exclusives you're missing out on at this point. Yeah. I can't get my hands on a PS5 or a fucking 3060. So ain't that the truth? So my bank account will remain. <laughs> It'll survive another day. The the sixteen sixty super, I think, is going on sale for a thousand dollars right now. The sixteen sixty. Yep. <laughs> that's that's how effed up the the GPU prices are right now. So. Hey, I mean, I've only been playing League lately. I can sell my uh, I can sell my ten sixty. Probably just play off of my CPU, right? Well, you there's no built in uh. There's no integrated graphics on the AMD processor, so you'd have to get like some super. (laughs) I mean, you literally can't output video at all. Yeah, you can. My CPU just goes boop boop video out like that, (laughs) bam. Um, but you could get like some really stupid cheap, like super old. Like you get like a seven sixty or something like that from like five generations ago. Okay, dude, I can afford a seven eighty. (laughs) Like, don't down talk me like that, bro. But I, I've definitely considered, but like, I, I don't want to be a scalper, but like, I'm like, man, I could get a lot of money for my 1080 right now, but then I also wouldn't have a graphics card. So. And I, I know, like, what if I want to play Hollow Knight? Need a graphics card for that. I know. What if I want to play Bioshock? Need a graphics card for that. What if I want to watch YouTube? Need, Need a, a graphics, graphics card. card for that. Need a graphics card. <laughs> I mean, you, you literally do. Yeah. What if I want to, you know, do that thing? Need a graphics, Need a graphics card. card. Yeah. So, Maxwell, what are your games this week? Oh, well, speaking of Horizon, um, we have Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. And speaking of Uncharted, we have Uncharted, Uncharted. 4. Ooh. Speaking of PlayStation blockbusters. Speaking we got of- two. Yeah, two and two of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's it's gonna hurt. It's it's gonna hurt real bad. 
Okay, so um, I am going to right now very clearly say, spoiler alert, <laughs> I want to be very clear. Um, very I, nice of you. I, I will try not to do super duper huge spoilers, but it may happen. So I want to be very clear. If you don't want Horizon Zero Dawn Uncharted 4 spoiled, steer clear. Come Come back ah. after you've played them. I'm going to get water while you spoil it so that it's not spoiled for me. Smart. <laughs> so spoil quickly. All right. So now that Oliver's not here and I have your undivided attention, we all know Far Cry 4 is the greatest game of all time. Far Cry 3 is the worst game of all time. If anyone disagrees with me, speak up right now. Oh, no, no one's saying anything. So I guess we all agree Far Cry 4 is better than Far Cry 3. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, and I I don't think Oliver will actually listen to the podcast after this, so he, he'll never know. It'll be our little secret, so don't tell him. I, I'm watching you. Um, but yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn. This was a game that I, I didn't really care about when it was first announced. I was like, oh, I don't know, like robot dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I, I for some reason wasn't wasn't super excited about but oliver on the other hand was very hype and it's usually that's a role reversal because i'm normally the one who is super hype trained for new games coming out and oliver is the one who kind of holds his opinions until he's played a game and given it some time to ruminate so that was kind of odd so he pre-ordered the game and it actually came the day before it was released it was very exciting popped it in started playing it right away I should say exciting for him. I Like I said, I still wasn't that hyped about the game, but I was interested. And I kind of hung out with him like while he was playing it from time to time. Wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. But Oliver really liked the game. And he's like, dude, you got to try this. So I was like, okay, I will give it a whirl. So I played the game and hot damn, if that was not one of the greatest gaming experiences I have ever had. It was nutso, and largely from the story. Okay, now we can stop talking about Oliver. Whoa, bro, bro, what did I do? Nothing, I was actually just talking about how you were hyped for Horizon Zero Dawn and I wasn't. Yeah, 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 this is a class, we've at least mentioned this three times on the podcast and we need to do it again, so so yeah, (laughs) I was on the hype train and someone Cough, cough, Maxwell was not on the hype train, even though he is, in fact, not only a conductor, but also a constructor. <laughs> I true. mean, he, he does the whole thing. He is the hype train. He conducts, he instructs, he, he runs, <laughs> he does the whole nine yards, man. Choo-choo! On the ball, bitches! Um, yeah, so... Um. <laughs> And I, I talked about how you played through it, I didn't really pay attention, and you said I had to, and that it was... A crazy experience. Um, the we bo- we both cried three times, at least. Um, th- there are some huge moments in the game that are just like they kind of leave your jaw on the floor. And I I won't spoil those right now. Um, spoil them, spoil them, bro. Nah, not that. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. Spoiler, spoiler alert down. We don't need I, that anymore. I will say what they are without spoiling. Um, the conference room. Yep. That one. Easiest one. Easiest one for like, sure. That's that, the big one. That is, that's that the, is huge. 
that's the you climb you climb the tower and you go in the conference room and you poop your pants. Yep, man. In that order. Said. Enough said. Um yeah, it still it still gives me chills thinking about it. Either that or the air conditioning blowing on me, but it's uh <laughs> Who knows what the difference is though? It's it's just crazy. It's it subverted all of my expectations, and I think it subverted most gamers' expectations. So Guerrilla Games, the developer, they were most famous for the Killzone series, which was a first-person shooter, linear, very much like Call of Duty, but I think much better. Um, and I think different enough from Call of Duty. It's it's just in that same linear, like a Call of Duty campaign, linear first-person shooter story. Um, but they were very good. I played Killzone Shadowfall, and I even spoke about it um, in the top 50. So th- it was very good. But this was now a third-person action-adventure RPG, new IP with a female protagonist, just like completely different. Um, and it... No, no one knew what to expect and going into it you're like oh okay you have like these bows and arrows and spears and stuff and you're fighting these mechanical dinosaurs like what wh- when does this take place is this an alternate universe like what's going on here like none of it is explained and you learn more of that as the story goes on and it didn't it it was it was an amazing story and explanation as to how it got to there and that that's what i won't spoil but it i did not I did not expect and, it, and especially for Oliver and I, I think it hit like the perfect, like some of our own fears and some really cool things that like we, we think about from time to time and it hit home and it hit hard. Yeah, I am going to have to agree. We've talked about this game literally so much. This is like. When when we're a couple beers in talking about how we should start a podcast, this is like one of the games that's in the conversation. So yeah, we you should summarized start a podcast of, <laughs> Yeah, you summarized my thoughts exactly, perfectly. Um, yeah, the landscape's also pretty dope. It's a very attractive game. It's got a good variety. It doesn't. I would say that the variety is like. Mm, like the biomes aren't certainly like the memorable part of the game. They did a good job executing like standard like, you know, winter and then forest and desert. But they like look good, not not the most exciting part. I thought the the like enemies were actually really exciting and I enjoyed fighting them like almost the entire way through the game, which is really nice. I know that some people had some people had difficulty issues with it. Like they thought it was, I think, too hard or like too tedious to kill bosses, which I don't remember thinking. Um, but watching other people's playthroughs, it definitely there's times where like I remember now that yeah. I think some sometimes the pacing was a little bit slow with some of the fights. It's 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 one of those, it's a little bit more on the Doom Eternal spectrum of fights rather than the doom 2016 so when 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 we say that we've talked about this before doom 2016 you could essentially super shotgun Use your way whatever yeah, yeah through, through the entire game like you you win essentially doom eternal on the other hand was like there there are very specific weapons for specific enemy types and it's kind of like that combat puzzle is is how they describe it and you need to think about oh this enemy requires this type and it controls the battlefield in this way so i want to get rid of that first and that and the game is very much trying to help you 
like and almost tell you what to do. There's still quite a bit of freedom within there, but it's definitely opposite you're playing of Doom chess 2016. as uh, you're playing chess disguised as a first person shooter. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So so that that, that those are the kind of the two battleships. <laughs> um and and Horizon is definitely it's you can do it the Doom 2016 way, but it is you much easier can. the Doom Eternal to way. To do what they want, yeah. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely are like very specific about the types, but it that didn't bug me, uh, as much as it did with the Doom Eternal. It bugged me a lot with Doom Eternal. Obviously, I've griped about it multiple times, even though I haven't played the game, so I guess I don't deserve it. You know, I've only played for like a couple hours. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you, especially right at the beginning of the game of Doom Eternal. Like you're expecting something, and then it subverts that expectation. Well, once you kind of like accept that and you get more weapons in your arsenal and stuff it it is it does become a lot better um but i think yeah to your point horizon zero dawn does a better job of still allowing you to kind of do what you want um but also like it doesn't say you have to do it this way but we will reward you if you do it this way yeah maybe how to put it but yeah but yeah yeah combat combat i enjoyed pretty much the whole way through so that was definitely nice there. The enemy types were felt unique. It felt spicy. And it's always nice to have a variety. Sometimes it kind of sucks when you like only have one enemy type the whole time. You know, so it's nice that they have like the humans, essentially, or whatever you want to call them. Humans. Yeah. They're, uh, humans. <laughs> and, and, and the robots. Um, and they also played with height a lot, which I feel like a lot of games don't do. And, and their level design, which I like that a lot. I actually really appreciate or appreciated how much like climbing there was in uh that game you yeah. know and how much how just how much verticality even like in the when you first get to the desert you're at like the top of like a plateau or like a cliff like a mountainside you know looking down in this huge ass desert like it's just a dope it's a dope dope design it is with dope. every uh, <laughs> double d so, double d vibe dope design <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah those are like my standout thoughts outside of what you said. Yeah. Right. I know I, we've I talked about this a bunch, but yeah. Yeah, we, we've talked it about it so much. Say every time. We like we know what each other thinks about it so well that we we can just like we address it and we talk about it. We're like, yeah. I agree, baby. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm yelling. Okay. Perfect. So Uncharted, Uncharted 4. 4. Sucks. My winner. <laughs> my winner for you. I, I know. was trying to decide. I think Uncharted 4 has got to take it. So I, I played Uncharted 4 much more recently. I, I played Horizon Zero Dawn back probably... So it came out 2017. I think I played it probably late 2017, if I had to guess. Um, but Uncharted 4, I recently played through again this last year. Um, and it's it's great. It holds up incredibly well uh so again it's a third person action adventure not rpg though you are nathan drake and i don't even think you no have, role to be played you don't even have skills to pro- progress you are you yeah, have he all the skills, have any skills. he can't even like make eggs i mean no skills <laughs> yeah he's like you ask him uh can you scramble or post the egg and he's like uh what what egg <laughs> what is egg uh but no, Nathan Drake, super, super badass character. I I played through the, the Uncharted collection or whatever it's called 
which was the quote unquote remaster for the PS4 of the first three games. And they touched it up. I, that's what I would say, quote unquote. It's like, I mean, like maybe slightly higher resolution, but it definitely looks a little better, but that's about as much as I'd give it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the, the re-release of like a lot of games on the PS5. Like they're not really changing the code other than just allowing it to run better. Yeah effectively but it uh it, it was great i it, nathan drake as the character is what sold me on the uncharted series like his he's got that great like snarkiness and he's funny but there's it, it, it's he's interesting cute. he's he's guy he's he's a he's a little cutie pie um but the uh, first uncharted trilogy or the first three uncharted's are separate from uncharted 4 so uncharted 4 was i think directed by neil Druckmann and bruce straley who did the last of us daddy the drug daddy uh so it took an entirely different feel and approach from the first three uncharted's and it had a lot more of an emotional heart to it and it's called a thief's end and that's very much thematically appropriate to throughout the entire game um so again spoiler warning but this is an early spoiler so don't worry too much but you find out nathan drake has a brother what um, what what how did i miss that i know they're, they're I play like, the right game <laughs> yeah uh, oliver missed that in uncharted 4 he, I thought he we did... were talking about the same game yeah i must be talking about uncharted three and a half that's definitely not oliver's <laughs> favorite part of the game at all um but you, oh. you you find out he he has a brother, uh, Sam Drake, played by our Lord and Savior Troy Baker, um, with uh, Nathan Drake being played by Nolan North. If you care about voice actors, and Nadine is one of the enemies in the game, played by Laura Bailey, who plays Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. And I won't say anything about who Abby is because I spoiled that last time, and I'm not going to say any more about that <laughs> this time around. Uh, but yeah, so, solid voice acting group. But yeah, you're, you're Nathan Drake. You're playing through it. You, you've kind of taken this like retiree approach. You're like, you know what? We're just going to be working for the shipping company. We're going to be doing stuff. And your wife is like, hey, yeah, no, life is good. And your brother comes along. And your brother's like, I found the treasure. And you're like, wait, where were you? I thought you were dead. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I was in prison, but I got out. And now we got to find this treasure. And Nathan Drake's like, you know what? That's a great point. And so they go and they lie to his wife. They're like, uh, like, hey, we're just going to be gone a few days. We know where the treasure is. We're going to go do that. They go to find the treasure. And then, of course, it gets delayed. And as any treasure hunt game movie goes, you, f- you think you're going to find the treasure and you find another clue. And then you have to go somewhere else. And it gets extended. And his wife uh, finds out that he didn't actually go on this shipping job that she thought he was going on, confronts him and is like, uh, excuse me, uh, where you been? Why? Like actually shows up to where they are hunting treasure and confronts him and is like, where? It's a little suspicious. Been? Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, crap. Like, what's what's going on? And on and on continue. You're trying to find the treasure and you almost die a bunch of times. There's a lot more emotion because now your marriage to your wife is strained. Your relationship with your brother is constantly in question. Um, There's some some big twisty turnies that happen throughout the story regarding all the relationships. Um, 
it's it's actually pretty great and i think the there are two main enemies so there's rafe and nadine and i think rafe is pretty generic i i like the the actor i i don't I mean, for his character, I think they they did a good job, but he just, there wasn't a lot of depth to him. Basically just like, oh, Mr. Rich Man trying to prove himself. Um, And obviously Nathan Drake and his brother Sam are much better treasure hunters. It's kind of like the, like a Rocky story where you have like the underdogs without any resources, like Nathan Drake and Sam Drake. And then you have like the guy who's not actually that good, but has all the resources and they're, they're kind of pitted against each other. But Nadine, I liked a lot. She's the leader of the mercenary group that Rafe hires. And I think she has a lot more depth to her. She's super badass. Um, she's smart. She doesn't make a lot of the, the dumb decisions that Rafe does. And my cat is trying to get in one moment. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can hear her going at it. Hey. Meow. Meow. My cat is... Looking at some shit out the window, and she is tweaking. There you go. And I'm real worried okay. that she is just gonna smash her face against the window. <laughs> Judge. Judge. Okay, you're good enough. But, uh... Yeah, so that's that's generally Uncharted. So, so some of the... <laughs> some of the best things of the game... The visuals we we constantly talk about in our last podcast when we were talking about like the future of gaming and do we think games now will hold up better than older games have held up. We talked a lot about Uncharted 4 and how visually fantastic it looks. And I mean, it's now five years old, which in technology and gaming is pretty old. And it still holds up as if it's a game that would have been released now, even on next gen. Um and that's that's kind of what Naughty Dog has been doing is they they release games that should not be able to run on the current hardware somehow. Yeah. Um so visually absolutely stunning. The story I think was was phenomenal start start to finish. Um just like the the right amount of action like Uncharted has always been like you're playing an incredible action set piece movie but it's a video game. Um, so all of the locations, it's one of those I talked about when we did our Uncharted 4 only episode. Like I just constantly kept doing the photo mode. Like you climb to the top of something and it's just every view looks incredible. Like there's there's no shortage of amazing set pieces. Um, and my biggest gripe with it is just kind of the the actual gameplay itself. The, the gun battles... It's just like it they did a much better job of fixing like the first three were definitely just very generic cover based shooters and they did a much better job with the AI of kind of forcing you to not stay in one location and there is much larger open battlefields where you can have the fights and you're like swinging and there's a lot more combat options but still at the end of the day it was very much a uh, like oh you you take some damage you go hide behind cover until you heal up and then you go back out and you shoot some more guns. And I understand Nathan Drake's supposed to be a badass and he's that that's what he do, but it's a five year old game, man. You can't expect everything from him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll keep saying it. I mean the cr- criticism I think is fair, but it should be noted how little of importance that is given the age of the game and what it did for I I think I, I mean Doom. Released. I mean, well, Doom's a different game. I, yeah, I can't really think of a 
better example. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn came out a year later, and I think is not even a year and, later, and is much, much better gameplay. Yeah, but it's also, like, doesn't look in, in fucking sane. I mean, it looks good, but... That's true, but I'm, dude, should the game have good gameplay? Hmm? Uh, gameplay's the gameplay's fine. It's just a conduit for the fucking Nathan Drake story. It's I mean, not it's meant true. to be the fucking the highlight. Not supposed it, to be the centerpiece. It's funny because this is also oh. kind of a role reversal for us. But yeah, yeah, you're being weird right now. <laughs> Were you going to say something? Intruder in my room. Oh, that's okay. No. Is he going to get you more coffee? I wish he got me more coffee. <laughs> he, he fucking should. Bernie's got pee-pee all over him. Did he pee again? Oh, no. Yeah, Bernie peed on uh, my roommate's bed Ooh. last night. Yeah. Yikes. So. Yeah, the mattress... It's gonna, it's gonna need a little work. It's gonna need a little baking soda. That's what I use to neutralize. In in your frequent uh, urine experiences, my frequent Minato just pees on my bed all the time. She loves peeing on my bed. You don't need the litter box anymore, so that's good. Exactly. Yeah, she sees me on my bed and she's like, pee pee. <laughs> um. But yeah, Uncharted 4, I, I, I'm with you. Like, that is literally my only gripe with the game. And I, I, I had a lot of fun with the gameplay. It's, I, I, I just, I enjoy saying how they could improve it and turn it into my, my absolute perfect Number game. one game. The next God of War. But, uh, so now to decide... I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. That's. I mean, it's it's not easy, but I can't. I don't have as big of gripes with Horizon Zero Dawn as I did with Uncharted. Like I, I thought the I gameplay think, and the story were bangerlicious. And I think that's literally only because you played it recently. No, I played Uncharted Four recently. Oh, you're saying if I hadn't played Uncharted Four recently? Yeah, <laughs> I think if you played Horizon Zero Dawn recently, you would have just as much, if not more, gripes. I think Uncharted Four is like the for sure better game. Spicy, I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's that's actually interesting. So I'll stick with Horizon Zero Dawn as my favorite, but I I would like to play through Horizon Zero Dawn again before Horizon Forbidden West. So I will make sure to. God dang, Mocha. <laughs> I will make sure to update the podcast if after playing Horizon Zero Dawn, if my opinion changes. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, I'll take that. I, I think that's fair. That's it definitely, it, it taints. It taints. Well, so. we're at an hour already, so I guess I'll just go through mine real quick. <laughs> you know, I don't need to talk about it in depth, so. Oh, don't give me that. Looks but like I got Halo 2 and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Do you want to guess what I'm going to pick? I do want to guess. Yeah, Halo 2 is for sure my guess. 
Um, yeah, I think Halo 2 wins. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Just leave it at that. That's no, my analysis. Oh, give me that. We've already talked about these games. We talked about Uncharted 4 in an entire episode and Horizon Zero Dawn, and we just talked about them for like a half hour. I know, which means we've run out of things to talk about. I mean, I just can't make this up. Um, At least give a reason why. A single, a single reason. Because Halo 2 is better. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I shouldn't have been so vague. That's a good point. Um, okay. Halo 2 is... Halo 2 is winning because of mostly my recent gripes surrounding Super Smash, which we've talked about. Which I believe that Super Smash and a lot of situations will bring people together just to tear them apart. <laughs> so it's a it's a conduit for destruction. That's fair. So, um, Smash is a fun game. There are some people that I really enjoy playing with, uh, and there are other people who I don't have much desire to ever play with again. And it is definitely something that I remember too when I don't like playing with people that. Uh, some people are just really salty when they lose, which is under- it's, no one likes losing. That's okay. Um, but also it's a fucking game. So if you're literally going to get that butthurt about it, then like maybe don't play it. Not that hard. Yep. Um, and also like melee is really good and it, it fills a similar type of thing to like league, right? Where it's just like every iteration is just going to be different. You just have variety of characters and that's like your spice. It's like your matchups between those characters. Yeah. Uh, but I already got a league game on there called League, so <laughs> I don't need to. And and Halo just, I mean, overwhelmingly banger story from not just Halo 2, but also Halo 1, Halo 3. I mean, I still enjoyed playing ODST, even though it's incredibly short and you can beat in like an afternoon. Uh, oh, really? And Reach. Yeah, ODST is super short. Okay. Uh... Yeah, there's just Halo, Halo. This between the soundtrack, the story, the universe that they created. I mean, it's just insanely epic, insanely badass. And a Halo Two intro cutscene, as I mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them their bomb back. I know what you're thinking, and it's crazy. Maybe I'll 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 link that a uh, uh, video to the the opening <laughs> scene of Halo Two in the YouTube description. It is pretty bangerlicious, literally. I mean, there's a bomb, so I don't know how much more of a boom you're gonna get. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's just that's 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 the high strokey wokey level of it. The differences between Halo One, I mean, Halo One through Three were all fire. I think Halo Two is just a good balance between like big graphical and quality of life improvements from Halo One. Um, yeah, just way less boxy. I mean, OG OG Halo is just a little bit on the crunchier side of the spectrum, where Halo 2 is definitely where video games started smoothing it. You know, they kind of figured out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> they can make a little bit more polished of a product. It's like, yeah, between Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed 2, it's like, if they could have just released Assassin's Creed 1 when Assassin's Creed 2 came out with just quality of life improvements then assassin's creed one would for sure be better but the quality of life improvements were a little too necessito 
I think like the video game industry is one of the only places where the sequels are almost always better because you have a new IP and so you're taking a risk and you're making decisions you think are good, but until they're in the hands of gamers and reviewers, you don't know what really works and what doesn't. And then so in the sequel, you you have usually a bigger budget if the first game did well. Um, You have more experience. So instead of building the game from scratch, you're just like adding and fixing and then you're taking the feedback and improving like i it's i think it's kind of hard to to mess up a sequel you know i disagree with all of that oh let's hear assassin's creed 2 got 90 out of 100 assassin's creed og got 81 that's a it's almost a 10 point improvement but don't you like assassin's oh, but, creed but 2 better no, I, okay, I, I, I do. Sorry, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I was just saying. I think with that one, that one holds up. Games where Uncharted two and three were not necessary, and I would not necessarily say superior to Uncharted one, though it's been a long time since I played them. Well, Uncharted four is the best. Oh, I agree, but I think Uncharted two and three are way better than Uncharted one. I don't it's just been I guess it's just been such a long time. I just don't remember anything about Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 other than Sunken Fucking City that's gonna get destroyed <laughs> once I grab that shit. Like literally that is my memory of those games. Which isn't a bad thing, but that's well, it is a bad thing. I don't like that. I don't also, like how what? Oh, Doctor Who's back. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who's back. Um Hey, Doctor Who. Yeah, my just my my recollection from these games is just it's yeah way too short and simple and not exciting where uncharted 4 i mean obviously they've really changed what they're doing with the uncharted games and you're not just climbing the yellow line up the side of a train or building whatever is falling off at the current time but <laughs> i i agree um, I, i'm with you on that uncharted 4 is in a league of its own yeah, it just it just, but that it also just feels like Uncharted Four is in a league of its own because it is also just a newer fucking game. Like if 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 Uncharted never came out and then they wanted to release a Nathan Drake game in twenty fifteen, you know, then I don't think it would look anything like the original Uncharted's would, you know, like just the way that the gaming paradigm and what we expect from video games and how that has shifted as time has moved on. I think we've we've gotten really fucking spoiled with what good video gaming should be uh and like I, what easy entertainment should be i i agree with that mostly i i think the other aspect of it too is the fact that neil Druckmann and bruce straley got brought on like they had just done the last of us and so like the last of us is what was in between uncharted 3 and uncharted 4 um and so they they learned a lot i think from the emotional story of that um and, and how that gameplay that worked and took a lot of those elements but i i agree with you too I, we are definitely spoiled and there are certain expectations and uh, like the minimum bar that you have to meet keeps rising for sure and that's why like when i look back at games like uh some of my favorites you know metroid prime super mario 64 ocarina of time like majora's mask i think those games the reason that they hold up so well is they do so much with so little and they make mm-hmm. 
what feels like such a fucking complete game where there definitely can be when i go back to some older games especially like early 2000s like xbox 360 gen sometimes games can just feel really like they tried doing one thing and they barely got that done and that's like the fucking game you know like it's just such a it's such like just a vapid space it was like people are really trying to get their shit in the space and like didn't know how to do it yet triple a studios hadn't really like figured out blockbuster gaming yet or anything like that you know and it was just like a weird time where yeah games like i mean super mario 64 like like a game that just has good platforming is just gonna be good you know like i i guarantee you if i played spyro i'd be like this is a good game (laughs) you know right yeah no it's just like the innate concepts of the game are just spicy enough that it's gonna hold through i like that i agree yeah I think that's what makes those games in the greatest video game of all time. Wikipedia page is what what puts them there. (laughs) That and whoever adds every single game to that page. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) The greatest game uh, of all time, Wikipedia page. It's actually just my top 50 bracket. (laughs) (laughs) He's been cheating this whole time. He's never played any of these games. (laughs) So, yeah, long, long winded tangent. But yeah, that's just some some spicy takes uh, between Melee and Halo 2. I think I've spoken my piece. Halo is just an epic. I mean, I I really feel like I'm kind of dogging Super Smash. Super Smash has its time in its place, but Halo just does a lot more, in my opinion, as a game. Like Smash is a good like party game, sit on the couch with some homies, you know, that's that's always good and fun. But rarely would I ever play Smash on my lonesome. Agree. Where Halo, fun with people, fun alone, fun with your cat. Who's not having a good time with Halo? And and that's a good point, too. Like, Smash, I think you have to play against other humans for it to be fun. Like, it's like you you can, they they have the main story, and they, it's like Ultimate has that huge campaign. Like, the, which isn't bad. Yeah. I, I like that addition a lot. It did make playing alone way more entertaining than previous generations, other than when they had like the, and the 64 gen, I think, or no, maybe it was Melee, they had the like quasi story mode where they had some platforming levels in between, which was super fucking weird for the game at the time and definitely <laughs> something that they like got rid of for a reason. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, I, I think why Ultimate works so well in, in the campaign is they kind of created like individual unique scenarios every time so it's not just like you versus character it's you versus three mini characters and there's a like a map hazard on top of it and yeah they had like a good formula i guess for randomly generating yeah i always wonder do you think that they actually just pop out some rng formula for that shit and then do they like go around and then just modify you know if they like just want something to be changed just a little bit like, do they generate a formula once to get all of the situations and then just tweak? Or... That seems like the smart way to do it. Yeah. Talking about the formula. Oh, yeah, I don't know the formula. Marcus knows the formula, though. Ooh. I know. I'm a beta. If the language isn't implied, obviously enough, I'm a beta for not knowing what the formula is. <laughs> and people who know the formula live a higher quality of life at all times. They... I'm spreading the word of the formula, even though I don't know the formula. I want to be clear on my disclosure here. <laughs> I, going back to Dying Light 2 for a second, the developers there, um, in the first game, they they created 
initially they were having a hard time creating climbable surfaces um, with the parkour mechanic. So essentially what they were doing is they were kind of hand placing it. So anytime the environment changed or a house moved, you had to go back and move all of the climbable surfaces. Um, but then they, they created some kind of algorithm or system that could detect a certain type of terrain or surface in the game and automatically add climbability to it. So they no, it was oh, no longer nice. a manual process. And they're, they're doing something similar with Dying Light 2 in the, the creation of the huge map. Um, my understanding is that they have some kind of system that like randomly, but like automatically creates the system and then they can kind of go back in and fill it up is my understanding. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's definitely the right way to do it. Like you said, I think having like, oh, fill this out, like as it gets further, like add more map hazards or more difficulty or something like this, just generic formula. And then you play test and tweak and you play test and tweak. But I mean, then are all these formulas just people's fucking whatever you want to call it. Is it all their like private property? Or are they all hiding it from each other? I, I don't think it's like crazy enough for it to be like a trade secret or anything like that. I think it's just like helpful for the game development would be my guess, but maybe it is. I don't know. Like, Oh, so I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. Okay. I got hit like a train. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Well, now that Oliver is gone, I want to reiterate, Far Cry 4 is better than Far Cry 3, and there's no objections from Oliver, so he obviously agrees. Okay, that's all I had to say. But I hope you're doing well. It's good to see you, Doctor. I <laughs> saying you'll be good today. I mean, good to hear. I, I don't think you were bad last time, um, but but good to see you back. Thanks for making time for the stream today. We're, we're kind of wrapping up here, um, so just catching us at the end, but I hope you're having a good Sunday wherever you may be um and staying safe and happy and healthy um yeah if you since, since you might have missed what, what we were talking about earlier um horizon zero dawn versus uncharted 4 horizon zero dawn won that for me and oliver just chose halo 2 over super smash melee um, but make sure if you're listening to this um on the podcast services or youtube let us know uh, you follow us on instagram at mo video games um or if you're on podcast check out the youtube vice versa youtube instagram but leave some comments or the podcast services excuse me leave some comments let us know what you think about do you think super smash melee is like destroys friendships like we think it does um do you agree with our choices the horizon zero dawn over uncharted 4 those are both banger games i have a feeling some of you probably have some opinions of your own so make sure and let us know down below and again uh, i'll have that bloomberg article linked in the youtube description um so take a look at that if you want let us know what you think about the article do you agree with my thoughts that is just kind of a vapid opinion piece or do you think there's some actual meat in there let us know start a discussion we would love to hear from you but that's all I got. In other news, on my personal gaming channel, at Maxwell Lewis Gaming, on Instagram, YouTube, um, all that kind of stuff, I've been doing some streaming as well, playing Super Mario Galaxy. And that game continues to be an absolute banger, which I think is my description of most games I play at this point. But What game are you talking about? Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw you've been playing through and having a phenomenal time. It's is good. It's really good. Um, 
What I have not been having a phenomenal time with would be Alan Wake. <laughs> I, yeah. My, my most recent video was entitled Frustrationville Population Me. And um, there was a particularly frustrating part. There's one game mechanic in particular in the game that I think is unnecessary and sucks. Um, so I get, I get really frustrated and pissed off when I, when I encounter it. But that's just me. Which is frustrating. That, that is definitely a game where the mechanics are a product of the time. And I think it would be much better. And I even say in the video... It sounds like Remedy, the developer, might be working on an Alan Wake 2, which, if they create, continue the story, modern-day mechanics, I think is something I'd really enjoy. And to be fair, I don't absolutely hate Alan Wake. I think it's a good game, uh, but there are some mechanics that just kind of takes me out of the game. It feels like an old game. Um, It's one of those. It's just it's not aging super well. I don't think it's going to get better. Like, you go far enough back, you get some of the original platformers like Mario. Those are timeless. Alan Wake, not a timeless game. Um, So it kind of goes back to our discussion from last week about the future of gaming. I think kind of, and what Oliver was just talking about too, like the 360 generation PS3, I don't think those games are going to age very well over time. Um, the, The mechanics, I think they were learning a lot. You go back to PS2 era and earlier, I think those games, well depending on what they are might age a little bit better you might even have to go back a little bit further um but i think kind of this ps4 xbox one gen forward i think they're going to be aging um quite a bit better so lots of spicy takes just just continuing on i don't know where oliver went off to this time so probably wiping off some pee let me see i wasn't talking about you it's okay i think I think I'm KIA for the stream here. I mean, I swear, I, I think we're we're pretty much wrapping up anyway. So it's what I like to call perfect and slog. But Halo Two wins. Halo Two wins. Rise of Your Dawn wins again. Let us know what you think about everything we talked about. Links in the YouTube description. Follow us on everything. We love you guys. Thanks for sticking around. We will catch you in the next one. Juicy, juicy. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. We know it was a long one. It was a full one. Lots of content. Lots to think about. We gave you homework. We got links in the YouTube description with all of the articles and the videos we talked about in there. Leave your thoughts in YouTube, on podcast services, Instagram, video games, all that kind of stuff. We want to hear what you have to say about our games, about the news, about the controversy. Get into it we're excited to hear from you we're excited you stayed here we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will catch you in the next one Juice.